To issue number 61 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Paleface Andy, and with me are my co-hosts, the Stonehenge-like Shane. (laughs) 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 And Rory of the Heroic Girth. Ah, indeed. (laughs) Today, today. Wide, I think, technically. Mm, Excuse me? What? <laughs> you said it was deep. No, you said indeed. Oh, I thought you said deep. Mmm, <laughs> deep. <laughs> Today's comics we read feature Spider-Man, Thor, and magic. And uh, they take us from March through May of 1984. And like, I guess a teeny bit of a jump into December, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So during this time, I've got some fun facts. Fun, 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 fun facts about history from these months. Teachers at the McMartin Preschool in Manhattan Beach, California, are charged with satanic ritual abuse of the school children. The charges are later dropped as they are completely unfounded. (laughs) Ooh, are we into the panic? (laughs) We are very much there. We have reached the panic. The satanic panic. Uh, I, I apologize. I am just reading directly from Wikipedia, but I do need to tell you this. It was alleged that in addition to having been sexually abused, they saw witches fly, traveled in a hot air balloon, and were taken through underground tunnels. And when shown a series of photographs by Danny Davis, the lawyer, one child identified actor Chuck Norris as one of the abusers. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, people just make his shit up. (laughs) Pretty fucking wild. Some... Some really weird shit. Anyway, yeah, we're here. It's the Satanic Panic, and here, here we are reading comic books. Which did they get? Did comic books sort of get any of the the, the like wash over of that? Like the comic scare wasn't really in the eighties. It came, uh, ooh, I forget when it was. Was it the the sixties, the fifties? Mm, there was there was there was a the eighties. Uh, there may be a little splash over. It may, mm-hmm. maybe in the you know in the splash zone, but we're mostly into the. D&D and heavy metal are the bad guys. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. Especially because there's still the comics code, and so, you know, somebody's got... (laughs) Somebody's looking over the shoulders of these little kids going, hmm, yes, I will allow it. Uh, Mm. Margaret Heckler. Large boobies good. Large (laughs) boobies good. Blood (laughs) no good. Mmm. And so it is written. (laughs) Yeah, the 50s was the moral panic about comic books. Got it. Yeah. This fucking tight-ass 50s pieces of shit. Margaret Heckler of the U.S. Public Health Service announces the identity of HTLV-3, later known as HIV, as the virus that causes AIDS. <gasps> so that's another thing. Not only is it the satanic panic, but uh, AIDS is everywhere. <laughs> Gay <But> panic. It... <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
I don't know. It I feel like I feel like the 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 sort of AIDS epidemic both like showed up and didn't show up in the media from the time, I guess. Like nobody was really I don't know. There's so much like weird prejudice attached to it that like I don't know how much it'll actually ever show up in the, in our comics that we read. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's not for kids. That's about the the homosexuals. You know, I mean, there's so much like fucking weird, weird energy at the time. But you never know. Maybe they do a special, a special Captain America fights the AIDS monster. Uh, <laughs> you want to do you want to try that again? No, because <laughs> here's the deal. Here's the deal with that. I love Austin that we just, just let you. Let no, you just Austin eat that just. Violence. Austin just showed us issues that he found in his fucking like basement growing up or something like in a box somewhere. He had these old PSA comic books like uh, uh, Captain America fights the the asthma monster and Captain America versus the war on drugs. Oh, God. <laughs> well, not versus the war on drugs. He's definitely fighting the war on drugs. Yeah, Captain America is the war on drugs, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, I got one final one. This is a little, a little whimsical. Um, I'm not going to read all of this, but I copied it all over because it was just delightful in like a weird way. So, six death row inmates at Mecklenburg Correctional Center in Mecklenburg County, Virginia, including James and Linwood Briley, escape. The only occasion this has ever happened in the U.S. All are eventually recaptured and executed. So, first of all, it's a fucking '80s prison break. So that already feels like a movie, but I want to read you the, the like some of the here, here's a couple of the names of these of these guys that escaped. We've got the Briley brothers and a guy named Lem Tuggle. Lem <gasps> Tuggle. <laughs> you know the couple other guys. We got Willie Jones, Derek Peterson, and Earl Clanton, but also Lem Tuggle and the Briley brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these uh, these thirties bootleggers got out yeah. of prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to know how they all got caught because they all got Tell it. So they me. did, they did like a combination, you know, like they, they randomly, they had like home, homemade knives, homemade, you know what I mean? They made shivs. knives. Shivs. Yeah. They made shivs. Uh, they attacked some prison guards. They captured them. They took their uniforms and they posed as prison guards to get out. I mean, it's the most plausible answer. Uh, they, how did but the, they, wait, hang on, wait, before you keep going, how do the other inmates not be like, uh, that dude's not a guard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they did it. Maybe they they weren't noticed that like they did it quickly. They had a but they did a fake bomb threat because they were like, I bet this fucking podunk place doesn't even have a procedure for bomb threats. And they were right. And everyone ran around like a chicken with their head cut off and they opened too many doors and they were like, yeet. And they just like left. Um, And so here's here's what happened. So Clanton and Peterson were caught the following afternoon. Uh, They were at a laundromat. And they were still wearing the correctional officer's jackets. They'd just torn the badges off. And they were just eating cheese and drinking wine in a laundromat. And they were like, oh. hey. And I got him. Uh, Tuggle, Jones, and the Briley brothers stole a pickup truck. And so the Briley's, they were dropped off somewhere else. It says where a local uncle got them a job at a North Philadelphia car garage. I don't know what a local uncle means. Uh, but <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. You know, I got to... <laughs> Yeah. See my local uncle. <laughs> Found him in the yellow pages. You know. You're, you're... <laughs> <laughs> For the right price, I'll be anybody's uncle, baby. 
<laughs> so <laughs> nice trip down to Uncle's R Us. <laughs> so Uncle's they R. all. <laughs> <laughs> They they left together. The rest of them left together in a stolen car. Uh, Tuggle got apprehended in Stamford on June 8th after robbing a souvenir shop for $80. What so idiot. he just did another crime and went to jail for that. Uh, Jones gave him up, gave himself up the following day because he was cold and hungry and called his mom and his mom persuaded him to go back to death row. And so he turned himself in. Well, uh, you know, Johnny, you really <laughs> should go back because they're going to be looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> and the Briley brothers were caught last. Uh, and they appeared to be the only smart ones because uh, it took the FBI tracing a phone call to find them. Um, <laughs> but they all went back and they all did get executed i just did they all do mega did they all do mega crime to like i didn't even look up what they did it was probably murder right i mean death row wise it would be it would be murder but it's just so it it's it sounds like a fucking buster keaton movie or some shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) anyway i apologize for the extremely long diversion this time around there's just this is good meat good meat to chew uh (laughs) and Lem Tuggle and the Briley Brothers is a really good band name if it wasn't about <sighs> death row really inmates. Okay, that's what was going on in 1984. What a fun time. But also this Thor issue came out. So I, I need to explain what we did here. So if you recall, Rory was not having it with Thor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was not going well. We were not making good radio, shall we say. Uh, Rory was going to be like a... I, I don't, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit this out. I, I don't have a good metaphor. Rory... <laughs> like a metaphor in a simile house. <laughs> Rory was like a metaphor <laughs> in a simile house about Thor. And uh, and so what we've done is we're going to read like... We're going we're gonna to limit it to one issue a week. And I've, I've pared down the reading significantly. So we actually jumped way ahead to find an issue of Thor to read this week. So... And by way ahead, I mean like the end, almost 1985. So we're we're reading this section because I looked up Internet Wisdom and they told us that this whole Surtur showdown was pretty fucking cool. So here we are. This is Thor 350. Uh, things that have been being hinted at since the beginning of Simonson's run have come to fruition. Surtur is going down, is doing his thing. He's attacking. He's going to end the world. I, I wish there was more to chew on with it. What y'all, what y'all think? I was I was really sad. I, I was really sad. I went back to the old art. Oh yeah, that's right. We got, we got a t- we got a taste of of yummy, delicious new art, and <laughs> then it, then it went back to this like scribbly mess, and I was very sad. Well, it's the same art. It's just bad. It's different coloring. It's old colors. Um, yeah, they probably redid the line art too. To be fair, but it was all like exactly the same as it was originally. But, yeah. It, I, I'll agree with you. It's a little bit of a bummer to go backwards uh, after after that, like slick, you know, year two thousand style coloring. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I I if you recall, the very first page of Simons and Thor that we read was this giant word doom, and like it was a one page. It just said doom, and then like some vague images of somebody like. Stealing, like grabbing some celestial ore and starting to forge something. And I guess they've been like teasing this situation 
that whole run. So like every now and again, it was like, here's another shot of like a contextless shot of Surtur forging a sword. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how effectively it actually built hype for me. Maybe, maybe if I was a kid in the eighties, that would have been like, what's going on. But now that we're here, it's just like, Oh, okay. There's another villain and he's got a bad sword and he's going to. Yeah. I, I guess it's one of those things, right? Where if super villains were to the norm for these comic books, <laughs> then like a kind of cool new super villain showing up might have some gravitas, might have a little teeth, but it's, this is just what they do every week in every comic book. So it's right. kind of hard to make that, that special. Exactly. And I mean, you know, the way that new supervillains become interesting, I mean, like, I guess an example. So the Thor movie, the next Thor movie is coming out, right? Thor uh, Love and Thunder. It's coming out in a month from when we're, when we're reading this, right? And uh, that has a villain in it called Gore the God Butcher. And I've never read any of these comics, but like he's a really recent introduction and he made a big splash. Like people really like him because he showed up and he was an interesting character design and he has an interesting motive and he was spooky. And like, that's how you got to do it. This guy's, this is just Surtur. He's a demon who wants to end the world. He could be, he may as well be like, I don't know, fucking the tinkerer for all I care. Right. (laughs) He's just, he's just a big, he's a big, the tinkerer. I would love, I would love it more if he was the tinkerer. (laughs) He's just yeah, like he just... a fiery blob of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if this gets more interesting as the fight progresses. Um, about the only thing that of note that really happens here is, uh, I mean, it's kind of like assembling the army, right? Odin. Odin brings back uh, Bill and, and Sif, who I presume have just been blasting nonstop out in space somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And then some other people, and then like a whole fucking army. And I guess the the fight's gonna happen on Midgard, so he sends them all to Earth, and they have a showdown in New York City. Uh, and in the end, it turns out it was kind of a diversion, and the real fight's gonna be on Asgard, uh, where only Odin and Heimdall are. And Thor's like, "No, but he's old." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Like the word for word. <laughs> <laughs> Him art old. <laughs> Him art old. <laughs> That's what Rory's version says. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, dear, but him art old. <laughs> I like the idea of Shakespeare caveman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. God, I bet they did something like that in Flintstones, though, right? Sure, they're, like, they're... Uh, yeah, do, do Flintstones Hamlet? Flintstamlet is good. Okay, but Flintstones Hamlet does sound like a I live show that no I would go. be question? <laughs> <laughs> and the skull... And then the skull looks at the camera and goes, it's a living. <laughs> God. I hate, I hate what we do here. I hate you. You all suck. And I suck worst of all. Um, I, my, The only other thing I thought was kind of funny is that Sif, like, Beta Ray Bill's like, oh, no, but, like, Sif should totally stay because I don't want her in danger. And her response is basically like, okay, one. 
I'm really good at fighting and I want to fight. And two, I don't want to hang out with Odin. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> like the number of times people talk about how old and enfeeble Odin is at this point is very silly. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a space boomer. Yes. Yeah, he is. And people are just fucking sick of him. Boomers in mm. space. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, more on that not next week because we're doing something totally different next week, but more on that in a couple weeks as we continue this Surtur storyline. The other thing that we read next was mm, mm-hmm. the fourth mm-hmm. ish, uh, fourth and final issue of the Magic Four-Parter, our, uh, our, our, our last visit to Limbo for what I assume is quite some time, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. First off, Andrew, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> this this was cool. If the I'll, other three, this, if this five three is comics... very interesting. Where you argumentatively seem really cool <laughs> and agree with me. <laughs> you know what? Fuck, fucking. You know what, Shane? You have great ideas. Thank you. I appreciate it. I like the energy that you've brought. Um, the other three should have been condensed. And it should have been a two-parter. Yeah. Yep. Because this was yep. awesome, a million times better than the other three put together. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're all it on the same cool. page. They really went out of bang with this one. It paid off three crappy issues, but we didn't really need three. No. No. I mean, I, to, it, my recollection is that we kind of liked last time, last week's. The, the yeah, three. it was okay. But again, we were all, all of it was really just getting to this one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Another really good line of uh, internal dialogue right at the top that I want to read where she's like, you know, because if you recall, uh, Aurora, old Aurora has been like basically almost murdered by Kat and Kat was like killed by Ileana. And we like join the scene and we hear the the narration. It said, Kat's nearby, already dead. I broke her neck. Belasco applauded my strength and skill. I wish I'd slain him instead. I'm so glad he's pleased with me. Like the mixed message, gross internal thoughts is it's never not fun. I really, I really like it. Uh, And, and it, you know, maybe, maybe a little ham fisted sometimes just to kind of remind us that like part of her soul is just like super horny for Belasco and nasty power. But I love, I love the way it translates into words. So yeah, I mean, she, she has some, she, I, I, she ages another like couple years here, right? Am I crazy? Uh, I don't. I I don't keep track of limbo time. You know? <laughs> yeah, Lim, uh, limbo limbo time is fake, Andy. Come on. Well, at one point she says she grows another head. Yeah, but it does seem sort of intentionally wobbly because Cat's mm-hmm. just an adult and Storm became old. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's yep. sort of completely unaddressed. And I think I hope that's the point. because uh, limbo is limbo. Right. Totally. Yeah, I, I I agree. I feel like the, what age did you think, or did we remember that, that Ilyana came back as in the X-Men comic, right? When they were like, oh my God, she's older now. What age did they say she was? I believe she came seven out? years. I believe it's seven and seven. So she's like 14 now? I think so. It's so annoying. Claremont's doing this thing again. He's drawing this 14-year-old like an adult, and people are talking about her like she's a fucking grown woman now. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, she like teleports, she uses her mutant power. She's like, oh shit, my circles can take me out of limbo. I didn't even try that before. <laughs> and she goes home and her parents are like, you're not our daughter. Our daughter's like a little tiny baby. She's like, oh, right. You're a fucking grown our, woman. Our daughter doesn't have tits. <laughs> like internally, I'm like, how long is, how, how much time has passed? And no, she's 14. In no, in no world. Would I see a 14-year-old and say, who's this woman? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so fucking weird. Well, Colossus might. I know. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, Colossus is excited about it. I guess oh, it wait, is Colossus's parents. <laughs> it is It is Colossus's parents that say she's a woman. So maybe it's just yeah, a weird family a, thing. Yeah, <laughs> could be. Or maybe on a Russian farm, when you're old enough to work a plow, you're a grown woman. <laughs> old enough to plow the farm, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that energy is very upsetting. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> upsetting, but also, you know Rory's not the first person on Earth to say that. Like, no, of course. Yeah, I don't know. There's like, there's like some zombies. She does some spooky learning on her own. Did you understand this realization that she has that, like, causes her to go, like, be good at powers again? I mean, kind of. Mm. So she she's doing that thing that Storm taught her where Storm teaches her how to, like, materialize. Oh, like, like the a, acorn. A, well, yeah, she well, she's materializing basically the, like a an image of her soul. Right. And so she's trying to figure out, like why her acorn is all squishy inside and rotten and mm -hmm. why like she can't get out of his hold. It, it symbolizes, you know, her life and then being corrupted. Yeah. Um, but she has the, she has the realization where like she and storm are not the same person and they don't view life as, as the same where storm storm thought that life above, above everything else was the most important. And Ileana doesn't necessarily think that life itself is important above all other things, but that like survival and power is more important. And so her life comes out symbolized as a sword instead and doesn't turn to goop. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Rory, does her sword stick around? Is this sort of like an ever present part of Ileana? Yep. Now she's got the soul sword, baby. Okay. Okay. But usually See, it's one, drawn a lot more sure. big and badass, like a, like a final fantasy seven sword. Oh, hell yeah. Instead of this dinky cool. little dong dong. <laughs> dinky little dong dong. <laughs> her little her little rapier. Yeah. My soul rapier. I I like I like that. I wasn't sure whether or not that was like a one off like I made a sword and then we'd forget about it. But I'm glad it that kind of, soul it's kind of given back. that much attention in this issue, but it sticks mm -hmm. around. Fuck yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Okay. I I appreciate this moment a little more now. Cause when I read it the first time, it just sort of was like Oh, I was doing it wrong, and now I'm doing it right. Time to go kill Belasco, like that. I, I don't know. I just, I, I guess, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't read with the correct attention. Unlike, unlike my friend Shane here. Well, I, I think I read it like three or four times because I kind of <laughs> felt this. Okay. I felt the same way the first time I read it, and I was like, mm, what she's saying doesn't really match what's what the what the art mm. is happening. Um, and so I don't know. That was. That was how I took it. Whenever she was finally, there's the one where she's like looking at the dead tree and that's yeah. the panel where it really kind of falls okay. together. Got it. Uh, this fight's pretty cool. She like sucks the demon right out of him and becomes 
she kind of becomes Velasco a little bit. Uh, and it's it's gnarly. Uh, and I like I like the we've heard there's been a lot of lip service about how she's like, oh, no, she's corrupted. But like you know, she doesn't really look it and she doesn't really act it outside of what we hear from her thoughts. But like this time, this time it really feels real. Like she grows the horns. She turns kind of red and she makes some pretty scary facial expressions as she's attacking him. And uh, I got worried. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she's a scary she's a scary motherfucker uh, and of course she does the hero thing at the end she she stops short of killing him and he's like you're a coward uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah and then she kills everything else but him <laughs> <laughs> and then we're get, we get what I'm gonna start calling the 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 Claremont miniseries ending uh because it feels exactly like the Wolverine ending, where it was like really cool until the last two pages when it's like, and then they went home. <laughs> <laughs> and everything <laughs> was cool. I saw them in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I wonder. I wonder how quickly it, it it starts showing up in the main series, right? In like X Men or New Mutants or whatever. Like, I wonder how much this starts becoming relevant, like her badass powers. Because when we've seen her, she's just seemed like a normal girl in her other appearances since coming back from Limbo. Uh, yeah, I don't think she's presently Sorcerer Supreme, which would make her a girl with teleport circles and a big old sword <laughs> and trauma. <laughs> <laughs> My trauma gives me my real powers. Trauma. Yeah, well, I... I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Ileana. I like Ileana Rasputin. It's cool. She's got a nice vibe. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we read this. It gave me an appreciation for her character, but uh, it doesn't fix the problems. I don't know if I'd actually recommend anybody check this out. (laughs) Uh, You know... Well, yeah, mostly that's true. Um, And I feel like it it didn't really give us that much that we haven't already seen the last time we were in Limbo with her Uh in the main in the main X-Men title. Um, It's not worthless as text, but it's the 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 need to read. It's pretty low. Yeah, you could just read the last the last issue and be fine. I guess I almost feel like maybe it would have been more powerful if we just didn't, didn't explore know. this. I mean, and the like, thing is, is, you know, it, being... it's comic books and they're going to do that. We, we I know. know quite a bit of her time in limbo from through the years. I know. I just it would have been really cool if it was just like just a whole other story. Yeah. yeah. And she's got a fucked up past and she's got these weird powers. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, whatever. Glad we read it. Uh, this brings us to our final our final stop here. We read three issues of The Amazing Spider-Man, 250, 251, and 252. And more on this in a second, but there is a, there's kind of a there's kind of a, a a break in between the second and third issues there. And we come back and it's super different. <laughs> So but is this let, is this pre and yeah. post Secret Wars? 
Yes. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll I'll save I'll save this I'll save this conversation for the end. Let's let's talk about the, well, the Hobgoblin well, drama. Well, I guess what I was a little curious of is are they are they establishing that the Secret Wars happens in this weird little blip, or is this issue that we read from after Secret Wars is over? They are establishing that Secret Wars happens during the blip, and none of Secret Wars has come out yet. Okay, neat. That's so, neat. so I okay. actually. So, what I wanted to do is, I wanted to give us the same experience that a reader was going to have at the time, where you read this hobgoblin story, and then it's like, and then Spider Man disappeared from Earth, and then the next <laughs> issue starts, and it's like, and Spider Man's back, and he's super different. Where did all the heroes go? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> happened between these two issues? And the answer was explored over the next year as 12 issues of Secret Wars started coming out at that time. Which I think is an interesting way to do it. Did they do a blip in any other titles? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think it was worth exploring all of the different variants (laughs) of the blip. I would tend to agree. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because I'm not about to jump over to like Captain America Mm. and see him disappear and reappear just so so we see it. Yeah. I thought thought while we were stopping in in Spider-Man town, that seems like the maybe the most fun town to stop in, especially because of the way he comes back. So sure, uh, yeah. but yeah, they did this. They did this in a bunch of other titles with all the heroes that disappear and then come back. They, they, uh, they really wanted to sell Secret Wars. <laughs> 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 uh, so let's let's chat about the the Hobgoblin issues, the 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 situation there. Oh, they're donkeys. They're donkeys. <laughs> yeah, donkey, there's donkey issues. This was this was it it, it feigned it feigned having a little bit of intrigue going on, but yeah. they were just padding paper for the blip to happen. There are one or two moments I really liked. Outside of that, I'll agree with you. It's sort of bog standard villain of the week style shit. Um, which is dumb because they're literally like, this is our 250th episode. It's our best. It's our best issue we've ever made. Yeah. We got to talk about the cover to Sp- Spider-Man 250 because in the corner on the Marvel logo is the Hobgoblin's face with a word bubble <laughs> that says, it's great. Steal it. <laughs> <laughs> which is like, what? Steal this comic? <laughs> what? And then in big text on the front of this fucking comic it says a special normal sized 250th issue <laughs> i'm actually kind of curious the implications there like if i'm at a comic book store and a comic book says on the cover you should steal this i think that's reasonable justification to steal it i know ah oh, god i wonder fuck um Oh, there's not even a mention of it on the wiki. That's so fascinating. Uh, I, I guess don't... it just didn't didn't spur in uh, many people to steal it. I thought it. I thought that sounds like plausible that, that I know. people would have stolen it. I 100% would have stolen this. Like what? That's so <laughs> funny. Steal this issue? Yes, sir, Mister Stanley, <laughs> sir. Yeah, Stanley said I could. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, and I love I love saying special normal sized issue. They're like, yeah, we should have done something cool for 250, and we just fucking dropped the ball. Here you <laughs> go, it's Hobgoblin. They were they were too busy working on the Secret Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll I'll let you 
is is there anything out of this that you that you think was noteworthy no, or you they're donkey liked? pages andy let me remind I... myself about something that i did like i think okay, there there are a couple there are a couple scenes where spider-man makes fun of his device where he's like i haven't used my little spider device in years oh it's gross and dirty yeah and it's like all the batteries in it are like exploded <laughs> Yeah, that's that's very fun. And then there's there's also like his weird fight where they're going down um and the it's it's called the the battle van. Yes, right? Norman Osborne's extremely toyetic battle van. Yeah, the <laughs> battle van is silly. It's, but the, it's the turtle van, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even with the little the little van. hatch on top. It's like yeah. say, although it looks yeah, like it, just like a plain white van, looks like a painter's van. Right. And I mean, it does predate the turtle cartoon, but but yeah, that's know, maybe, fair. But it but, it, but it, it's otherwise much. it's not dope, really. Aside from the fact that we're told it's indestructible. Yeah, yeah, made of like a what does he say? Like a jet age plastic. <laughs> <laughs> I that so that that <laughs> this, that this wine has been jet aged for <laughs> six years <laughs> in the hull. Of a 747. Yeah, we just chucked this this wine <laughs> barrel into the cargo hold of a 747 and forgot about it for six years. Jet aged. <laughs> um, the moment that I really liked was in this sequence. So, uh, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm just a sucker for stuff like this, but um, Hobgoblin is a really cocky piece of shit. And he's like, yeah, you're wasting your time. Even your incredible strength will prove useless against this windshield. You'd need a concussive force equal to an exploding mortar shell before you could even... And then a really angry Spider-Man punches the window and it cracks. And like in very tiny text, he goes, before you could scratch it. <laughs> and he just looks like he's shitting himself. And I, I, love, I, lo- I love that. I love the reminder of how legit scary strong Spider-Man is. Um, I do. I didn't find this a, moment that a, effective. Like we didn't really establish well how strong this van is, right? And how strong it is, sort of relative to a, a peaceful Peter. Yeah. So it's it, kind of like I, sh- I I didn't feel any reasonable surprise when Peter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. punched through it because he's Spider Man and Spider Man can punch good. Totally. I. It but reminded it's me. There's a there's a thing later. Um. Much, much later. I don't know if you know about this, Shane. I'm sure Rory's heard about this or read this run, but there's a there's a a run of Spider-Man uh, where Dr. Octopus has oh, like Spider-Man. He's in his body and he's yeah. he's Peter Parker and it's the superior Spider-Man. And yes. one of the first things Dr. Octopus as Spider-Man does is punch someone and he learns very quickly how much Peter Parker is pulling back. <laughs> All the time because he punches this person into dust and he's like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And like, that's that's what I always think about in in moments like this where it's like, yeah, if if Peter Parker wasn't like constantly worried and moral, like shit would be breaking apart all the time. Yeah, I don't know. So I. It's a bit of a cheat. Spiders. He's yeah, he's the got proportional the power strength of a thousand of a, spiders. Of a thousand spiders. Yeah. No, he has the proportional strength of one spider and the combined strength of a thousand spiders. <laughs> of of ten thousand spiders. I don't know what it is anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, outside of the hobgoblin shit, he, over the last few issues, has been getting some Peter tingles. 
uh, really big surprising ones. Uh, and they are because of the Beyonder who we'll meet next week. Uh, but it's 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 about the the coming of the the Secret Wars shit. And he has a third huge tingle. And this time he's like got a direction. He's like, oh, it feels like it's coming from Central Park. And he follows it. And there's this huge alien structure. And it like compels him to approach it. And he fucking disappears. And when he comes back in the next issue, he's got the black Spider-Man suit without any explanation. Oh, my God, we have to talk about how hot black suit Spider-Man is. They gave him like <laughs> they gave him like stubble. They gave him like I've yeah. been stuck in space yeah. for a little while stubble on it. Yep. I can't handle it. He looks like an adult now. Yeah, yeah. Peter's got a beard and they sh- that that, that like parties oh, now. He parties now. <laughs> that symbiote suit hugs that butt. And it turns, right. into, it turns into a it turns into a uh, tactical <laughs> turtleneck, right? Yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> turns into a tactical turtleneck. There's a whole moment where he's like laying in bed, basically naked, and the suit's like, oh, "It's time to get up, buddy," and like slowly crawls across the room and like engulfs him. <laughs> Slithers and onto him. And Peter sits up and he's like, "Oh, I'm not ready for this kind of service." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. It's so, so good. So for people who might not know, if you don't read comics or you just forgot or you're not really putting two and two together, he comes back from his crazy adventure that we haven't even learned about. And he's got this black suit and it is a it is an alien symbiote. Uh, so he's wearing an alien that's happy to be clothes. <laughs> and uh, and this later will this this symbiote will later fuse with a character that has yet to be introduced named Eddie Brock in a couple years and they will become the anti-hero named Venom. So like this is an important issue for comic history and fandom and especially the 90s when symbiotes went nuts and there's symbiotes everywhere. Um but the 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 sheer marketing genius of we're going to hide an entire event in between two issues that we haven't published yet. We need to sell it. And so the idea of Spider-Man having come back from this mystery event with a magic suit that we literally get no explanation for is pretty cool. So the other lines, to your knowledge, don't kind of come back with this amount of bang? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, not to my knowledge. I think it's just like, we're home and we can't talk about what happened because <laughs> people need to buy those comics. Uh, but for Spider Man, he comes home and he's visibly different. And that's cool. That's a cool element. Mm-hmm. Um, and would definitely have milked my wallet for all it was worth over the following year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get upset about Marvel- the fact that I said milked. Marvel. <laughs> Marvel just loves to milk Andy and suckle on his money. Good money. Money. (laughs) Delicious Andy milk. Mm, What's this in Andy's back pocket? (laughs) Mm, Some money. Well, if I was wearing the the black Spider-Man suit, my wallet would get ejected from somewhere between my belly button and my (laughs) dick. (laughs) It is so weird the placement. It like you don't have like, a cock oh, I got wallet. <laughs> I don't have a cock wallet. He he's like I got to put my wallet and keys away, and the suit opens up a little porthole for him, like above his happy trail. It, it does. It very it's much so does. Weird. And it's, to me, it's 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 so funny when they 
when they think people care where superheroes hide their keys when they're <laughs> like, just don't care. But where does he put his keys, damn it? <laughs> the readers have to know. <laughs> uh, if I don't learn where he puts his keys, I'm going to be telling the Briley brothers about this. <laughs> and Lem Tuggle. Hey, remember that bit from the beginning? Sorry, I just ah. love these fucking names. <laughs> Johnny Kalbeck is here. <laughs> yeah, their unseen conspirator, Johnny Kalbeck. <laughs> Insane. Uh, now, uh, he's a... What he, coming back from space, Peter Parker in this suit is a Looney Tune. He's Bugs Bunny all of a sudden. He kisses a cop on the mouth first yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <sighs> fucking weird. And he's just like running around doing cartwheels and fucking. I don't even know. I don't know. We're not. We're not going to continue reading this for now. I mean, like the other shoe on this doesn't drop for a while, but like. Holy shit, it's weird. He uh, just has a good time being black suit for a bit, right? Yeah, he does. Uh, That's fun. I'm glad they didn't. They they didn't. They let the moment kind of uh, be be entertaining. Yeah, I kind of was expecting this first issue to maybe tip their hand a little bit, like yeah. you'd see a little get, nefarious, get spooky right away. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. But but no, it's just a living suit that's dope. <laughs> I suppose the concern is he's pretty noticeably not himself. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true, but he is also vibing on it and not being a pain in the ass Peter Parker, not mm-hmm. being the character we've grown to hate over the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah, I guess at some point he also started like kind of dating uh, Black Cat Felicia Hardy, um, which of course we're not following Spider Man. We you know we're missing a lot of things and that's fine, uh, but it is funny. She's like weirdly obsessed with Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Like, all of her dialogue is like, oh, where is he? I just want to be the perfect partner for my spider. Oh, I want to make myself perfect for him. And yeah. she's, like, trying to get people to give her powers so that she can fight with him. It's like, girl, please find something different to obsess over. <laughs> Peter sucks. <laughs> uh, save me, Shane. Oh, absolutely. Hang on. I just got to... I dropped my pencil. Hold on. Hello! Oh, fuck. (laughs) Hello and welcome! Welcome to Klaus's house of Would You Rouse Oh, God. We have. <laughs> this is our secret wars. We were we were <laughs> we were teleported to Germany for twelve issues. <sighs> Hi, Klaus. You all know the rules. You will answer the question. Mm-hmm. I will give you two options. You must pick one. You cannot pick both. First, would you rather poop exploding acorns for the rest of your life, <laughs> or would you rather grow a tail and horns when you are mad? Oh. Oh, when oh, I'm just, just when, when I'm mad? mad. Yeah, I was thinking that was that was gonna be a lot harder. Oh, though, the appeal of essentially like leaning over, spreading the cheeks, and becoming a a, a fucking Johnny, Gatling gun, Johnny a butthole, Johnny Appleseed. 
<laughs> Johnny Butthole Seed. <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking if they're exploding acorns that you fire out of there. Is it uh, magic rules or if you hold it, are you going to explode? Uh, I think I think it just explodes as you poop. Okay. Okay. That makes toilets a bad really idea. Useless. So you yeah, do kind of have to shit outside to out all the time. <laughs> And, and you hide inside a bush and 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 take a shit, and the bush explodes, and <laughs> yeah, you're but revealed you, and you have to, to go everyone. far enough away from your home because you're gonna run out of you're gonna run out of yard space to be knocking trees in there. Yeah, uh, you which can't would do be that. pretty inconvenient. Uh, I'm gonna go horns and tail when you're angry, and maybe that can come in helpful if you know if it's a, if it's if it's a just rage, and I wanna and I wanna just like freak out on somebody. Then I think yeah. Be, also, sometimes. I get into these situations. Maybe it's just that I, I don't know, that I get mad weird. But sometimes when I'm really mad and I want someone to know how mad I am, they don't, like, pick up on it. Um, oh. Like, sure. So you need a little bit. You need, you want, you would, you'd, you'd, be, you'd benefit from some social cues here. <laughs> yeah, like, they know that I'm mad because of the horns that I have now. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that Andy needs to get out his passive aggression. No, I'm not like, I don't know. I just, I don't get mad, like legit mad that often. And so sometimes like people don't know what it looks like. And like, I get mad at someone. I'm like, fuck, what the hell? And they're like, ha, ha, ha. he's doing another one of his dumb Andy oh, bits. bits. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, just... I'm legit mad. You've wounded me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this tail. Yeah. Nice try, Ryan, jokester. I the same one. <laughs> Next, Next one, Klaus. The next, the next one is, would you rather make light circles that teleport you, or would you rather have a symbiotic spider suit? Oh, fuck. That's a really good one. Uh, especially if we don't, right now we don't know it's, we don't know it's Venom, right? It's mm -hmm. just a party suit. It's just a, it's just a sexy black party suit. Mm -hmm. Or teleports. Mm -hmm. Uh, I might go party suit over teleporting. Damn. I think I'm going teleport circles. But maybe that's my laziness talking. <laughs> How much? Okay, Rory, true or false? I don't know what your answer would be. If you had tele teleportation circles, would you teleport within your own home, like to the bathroom from your computer? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, you you uh, would get up and walk? Uh, you know, that may be that may be overly uh, ambitious of me to say, uh, <laughs> but I frequently walk places instead of taking the mm -hmm. bus or the train. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where I'm at. It's like I would rather have a stroll than than the uh, than the uh, than the anxiety of getting places faster and more effort. Yeah. Just talking about this, my legs have atrophied. <laughs> I've already <laughs> lost muscle mass talking about this because that's what would happen if I was able to teleport. And yet I still pick it because that sounds so cool. Klaus would teleport to the bathroom every day. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> or just drop it Fuck. right in the teleport circle. You don't need to go anywhere. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Your exploding yeah. acorns can go in your teleport circle. Someone yeah. opens the, the, the bathroom door and there's just a pair of legs and like part of a butt sitting on there. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I, I picked the teleport circles, but I respect your party suit. Are you ready for the final would you rather? I'm so uh -huh. ready, Klaus. It's very quick today. This is a very final one. Would you rather be trapped in jail 
<laughs> with Lem Tuggle or the Briley Brothers? Oh, let me remind myself. So the Briley Brothers are the smart ones, right? So that's your that's your editorialization, but I guess it's not a bad guess. Right. I don't think they were probably the smart ones, but they are the ones that didn't that got caught last. Uh, yeah. And it took and the you, FBI's power to do so. Yeah, and it would be good if you're stuck in prison to be with somebody who has gotten out. Uh, yes, so if that's yes. the Briley brothers and there's two people to talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can like actually play a, a good card game. Yeah. With three yeah, people. Yeah. Lem Tuggle is the one who got caught because he robbed a shop for 80 bucks. So like, yeah, I would have hung out with the guys who got caught eating cheese because that's fucking rad. Yeah, they're just like, you know what? I don't even want to run anymore. I found some cheese. You want to go to the laundromat and eat cheese? <laughs> what a fucking dude! What fucking what? Laundromat <laughs> <laughs> yeah. cheese sounds very dirty. Not not after you run it through the machine, baby. <laughs> 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 on delicates and low heat. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we go with the with the with the Briley brothers. 100%. I I sneak I sneak in my third option. I I, I want to be locked up with the cheese guy. Oh, hell yeah. That's uh uh Okay, hold on. Clanton? Earl Clanton? <laughs> yeah. Earl Clanton and Derek Peterson are the cheese boys. <laughs> That's fucking dope. <laughs> I don't think I, I it hadn't sunk into me because I was just kind of letting the story wash over me when you were telling it before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Klaus, have we have we done enough for you so that we can banish <laughs> you from our place yet? You've answered Klaus's questions satisfactorily. He will now leave. Oh, Thank okay. You, Klaus. I finally got my pencil. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Are you guys ready for Fuck, oh, Mary shit, kill. No. We're out of time. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> oh, shoots. <laughs> and now it's time for Fuck, Mary. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, wait. So, so if you've won the gun and won the bum and won who's the one, do you fuck Mary or kill Klaus, Lem Tuggle, or the Briley Brothers? You gotta kill Klaus. You gotta just get rid of that guy. Uh, and then uh, we fuck the Briley Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Two for yeah, one. I think so. Two for one. <laughs> it's, it's a steal of a deal. <laughs> it's a Two for one steal at half the price. <laughs> <laughs> and then and Lem Tuggle's the guy who turned himself in? No, Lem Tuggle's the one who robbed the place. Oh, right. Yeah, I'll, I'll, th- that'll be a fun marriage. Just, you know, just picking up after this goon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Insane. Thanks, everybody. You're all cuties. Next week. Circuit Secret Wars. Circuit Wars. Circuit Wars. Circuit Wars. Dracar Noir. Pinot Noir. Noir. <laughs> <laughs>